From Birmingham, I'm Miranda Fulmore. When a minor enters the justice system, it can mean thousands of dollars for state agencies. A new book titled Injustice, Inc. looks at how our courts, prosecutors, and police make money at the expense of the poor. It details how juvenile courts push children into foster care and prosecutors pursue families for court fines and fees. The Gulf States Newsroom's Bobby Jean Missick spoke with author Daniel L. Hatcher about his research. As I continued to engage in both litigation and research for um, my scholarship, I found that every part of our justice system, our juvenile courts, our family courts, criminal courts, our probation departments, policing agencies, our prosecutors' offices, detention facilities and jails are all engaged in these various contractual revenue schemes to generate revenue from the vulnerable populations they're supposed to serve. You know, you mentioned in the book the racial implications of this, and I just was wondering if you could briefly kind of break down what you found and and why or why not. That's surprising. So of the revenue mechanisms that I um, uncover and write about in the book, um, it's not that just that they're causing harm to the individuals pulled in, but it's causing a disproportionate harm based upon income and race. So if you look at just one of the parishes in Louisiana, Jefferson Parish indicated that black youth are overrepresented at every contact point with the juvenile justice system. And even though black youth made up about 30, 33% of the population, they represented 69%, almost 70% of all youth referred to the juvenile court. And those numbers, those statistics are what you see across the country, just devastating, disproportionate harm and disproportionate treatment um, against families and children of color. Mm. And Daniel, you were a legal aid attorney for some years, but I'm just wondering how your former work in that area colors your, your research and your work on these books. Well, I've, I've been an, an advocate and attorney for, for children and low-income individuals for over 25 years. Um, and my past work, my very first job at Legal Aid was representing uh, hundreds of foster children pulled into the broken Baltimore foster care system. Um, and that experience both overwhelmed me, um, but also inspires me. You know, I can't forget it. I can't shake what I saw, what I learned, and I still feel driven in my in my research and my advocacy to try to help. And when I when I encounter systemic failings in the systems and the institutions of justice and welfare that are again supposed to serve um, these children, right? When I find out that they're instead using these children as a revenue source, I feel driven to uncover that. Right. And one other money-generating entity, right, are these private prisons. In Louisiana, where I live, a lot of them have become immigration detention centers. And I'm just interested in your sort of concept of what the implications of the private prison company managing minors is. Well, it's hugely concerning when you have a profit motive to detain, right, and incarcerate children. Um, And that privatized focus, you know, becomes part of a, um, of a business. And sometimes it starts with maybe a small company that, that starts either a, um, a detention facility or a residential treatment center that sounds better, but is still detaining children. But I'm also concerned not just with the use of private 
companies, right? Some nonprofits are engaged in the same process and some of the government run facilities, they're increasingly running like a business. Are you seeing any effort to sort of pull back and build a justice system that isn't focused on cost over care? There has been some improvement in some jurisdictions, um, not nearly enough, um, but we have to have hope. You know, we have to keep trying. The justice, as I write about in the book, it's an ideal. Um, and us humans, we're flawed, right? You know, so we, may not, we might not ever be able to attain the pure ideal of equal and impartial justice, but we have to keep striving for that. And we in the justice systems, that's our entire reason for existing, right, is to serve equal justice, right? So we have to keep striving. We have to keep looking inwards to improve ourselves as individual parts of the system and the systems in which we work. Um, And it just couldn't be more crucial to do that. That was Daniel L. Hatcher, author of the new book, Injustice, Inc. He spoke with the Gulf States Newsroom's Bobby Jean Missick.